0: Hi, I'm Euro.
1: I'm Chris. And, and this, this is Fork Bomb. Bomb.
0: March 27th, 2017. Episode 7: In the Beginning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we have a special guest with us again, Erica Barker, who is who has been my friend since the 3rd grade and has worn many hats from, from being a, um, a graphic artist to a 3D artist to a web developer to military IT girl to currently doing photography for the rich and famous all over the country. Uh, say hello, Erica.
2: Why, hello. Thank you guys for having me. Welcome. It's good to have you.
0: Hey, Erica, oh, it's gl- I'm glad to be here. Great. Since, uh, since we are doing this as an uh, in- intro uh, about ourselves, um, I guess we, we're, we're seven episodes in and we haven't really told anybody what, uh, what we do or, or how we got into computers uh, or what our first computers were uh, to begin with. Uh, we figured, hey, seven episodes in, seven's a, seven's a great number, so we'll, we'll do that.
1: Maybe we should start with where we're at now, currently.
0: Yeah, great. Okay.
1: Maybe we should uh, let our uh, our special guest go first. Um,
0: Absolutely. Go ahead, Erica. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All yours. Okay,
2: well, uh, I am currently a commercial and uh, advertising slash fashion photographer living here in New York City. And uh, lifelong geek... <laughs> And prior to all of this, um, I was, uh, also in the military, as Chris mentioned. I really wasn't an IT person. I did specialize in that just a little bit, but I was a combat photographer. I had the opportunity to travel around the world and, uh, document, uh, uh, many historical events, uh, things of intelligence, uh, purposes. And, um, that's, uh, how I kind of, Journeyed from being in the military to venturing here in New York and being a photographer today. So is that quick enough? Is that in a nutshell? <laughs> Very nice. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Euro.
0: Um, well. Uh. So. Uh. I've switched many many roles uh, in where I currently work now. Uh. But. But now I'm doing the funnest thing that I've done uh, since I started, which is uh, I'm actually a uh, Splunk administrator. And uh, and what, uh, I, I don't know if everybody knows what Splunk is, so I'll just explain it real quick. It's uh, basically a log aggregator, and uh, and it basically, uh, we take big data, and then we parse the data, and then we're able to uh, do really fun things like report and visualize it and whatnot. Um, so, so yeah, we can apply that to, to anything, uh, anything at all that logs. So that's pretty much anything. <laughs> so... Uh, that 's what i'm doing now uh before that i was um i was working under uh, i was working with uh, hp sitescope that uh that 's a monitoring tool so i was uh monitoring all our production servers and uh and applications so uh so sitescope can also uh sign in to uh to various uh databases websites things like that uh and uh and perform some rudimentary checks, but uh, it's it's good enough to be able to tell the engineers uh, whether or not the system is working. So I would set up all that stuff and then set up automatic alerting and whatnot. Um, and then before that, I was uh, working in uh, tech support, and uh, level two tech support, and uh, I pretty much fixed anything that was uh, thrown at me. So uh, from laptops to desktops to printers, everything uh and i did that for uh for several years too so um so yeah that's a little bit of uh my my career history uh before that i did a little bit of web development uh found out that that wasn't really my thing and i did some uh graphic design but uh but then i got microsoft certified and did the whole tech thing so yeah that's it
1: (laughs) very nice So I'm currently a Linux systems administrator slash systems engineer uh, working for just your typical run-of-the-mill software as a service company running all their stuff on AWS. Before that I was doing typical IT desktop user how do I start button work. Before that I was a PHP developer. Before that, I was a Flash developer when people wanted Flash intros on their sites. And somewhere in between there, I did a brief stint as a graphic artist.
0: I want a Flash intro. A really cool (laughs) one. A really long, extended one. This episode
1: will have a Flash intro. Awesome. It's going to be three minutes long, it's going to be in 4K, and it's going to load up in two seconds on a 56K modem.
0: It has to be in 4K. Otherwise, Erica won't like it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool.
2: Lame, stop having fun. It's not in 4K at 120 frames per second.
0: (laughs) 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 That's the only way I want it to render. That's it. Screw everybody else. And it has to have tons of Amigas.
1: Yes. (laughs) So now that we've uh, covered where we're at... um, we thought it would be fun to talk about how we got here, uh, mainly just as an excuse to uh, to wax nostalgic about our first computers.
0: Erica, do you want to go first?
2: Yeah, sure. I can uh, definitely uh, talk about uh, my experiences when I started off. Now, um, there are two particular computers. I know uh, before I was talking to Chris, we were talking about our first computer, but... My very first computer wasn't the computer that really drugged me in and, you know, made me love computers. But I do want to talk about it because I did learn a lot from it. Um, and that was, uh, back in the days, Radio Shack, when Radio Shack was really cool and you would walk into the store and you would have all this amazing nostalgia, robots, amazing toys everywhere. They had this little computer that was hiding in the corner. It was much, a much better design. It looked much more beautiful than like anything else, uh, I can remember on the PC market at the time. And that was the Tandy computers. And the exact model that, uh, my parents bought was the 2500 RSX. And, uh, if you guys are not familiar with that model, it was basically a 386 processor. Um, uh, I don't even remember how much memory it had on it. I think it had like, uh, uh, 8K of, uh, video memory but uh it came with uh this unique operating system uh which was wasn't a true operating system it was called DeskMate uh so while everybody else uh who was in the PC world they were using uh uh MS-DOS uh you were using this unique uh operating system that would actually say to you when you turned on the computer welcome to DeskMate and it kind of had this very unique feel. Uh, I wish uh, I could show you guys some video of it, but of course, this is a podcast. Uh, you could do many things on it. It had a spreadsheet, word processor, you could play Hangman, but uh, not enough to really, you know, grab my attention. I couldn't get on the internet with it. uh, couldn't do anything really um, enticing, like get onto a BBS system or anything like that. Uh, something uh, that did kind of start getting me into computers was my best friend, who happens to be Chris, <laughs> on this uh, podcast. <laughs> uh, he got a Packard Bell computer, and uh, he gave me a copy of uh, this game uh, called Stunts. And surprisingly, I could run stunts on this Tandy. And this was the first time I actually was p- playing with this computer nonstop. And it got me to playing like a, a little bit more, trying to understand how um, DOS worked and how DeskMate worked. And I started taking this computer apart, trying to figure out how the op- components of it worked. And uh, I remember very distinctly, like if you pull it off, uh, they had a very unique design to where there was a key lock once you pulled the case off. Where you couldn't get inside the, uh, and see the motherboard or like the, this drive or any, anything else, because the way Tandy designed it is like, uh, well, only an IT person can unlock this with their special key in order to see the motherboard and everything was kind of unique. But, uh, I guess today that wouldn't fly. But, uh, eventually, uh, in 1995, uh, my parents, uh, bought the successor to that and that was the ibm aptiva and the exact model that i had was the ibm aptiva m50 that was a uh Pentium 100 megahertz processor uh came with eight megs of ram and uh oh my god it also came with a 15 uh, inch monitor and at that time this was as good as it got it was the top-notch computer came with Windows 3.11. I remember at that time I was a little upset because Windows 95 just came out, and I just happened to miss it. But um, there was something completely breathtaking at that time when you looked at computers. Like It, it seemed like uh, when you see walked in Sam's Club or uh, one of these computer stores and you just saw full-screen video happening and uh, 16-bit games uh, being... Uh, being displayed on this, it just completely blew your mind, and oh my god, now you can put your CDs in here, you can play CDs with visualizers, and you're seeing all these trippy, amazing effects. Um, Yeah, it it was just completely breathtaking, and what really uh, got me hooked into it was, oh hey, now I can get on the internet. So of course, (laughs) uh, America Online was my first venture onto the internet, and of course, you know, getting, uh, talking with other people around the world at this time, this was, this was completely breathtaking. Like, Oh my God, I'm in Florida and I'm able to talk to somebody in Alaska. Like it's no big deal. Uh, and, uh, eventually from there, I started venturing out into the internet, wondering how the internet works. Now, when I first started, I was playing around with Gopher and, uh, it was uh, it was very interesting. Uh, if you guys don't know what Gopher is, uh, I'm, I'm sure Chris and Euro, you could explain it. Chris, you could probably do a better Chris, job yeah. explaining what Gopher is. Do you, do you want to explain it?
1: Gopher was a protocol that was a, t- a text-based way to uh, look around the internet and find stuff before we had the web, and the web superseded it.
0: Can't wait to do an episode on that.
1: Yeah, that one is definitely
0: on the list. <laughs> okay. Well I'm glad to bring it up. So hold that thought.
1: Um you were um AOL then at Gopher. Uh Euro, how did it all begin for you?
0: Um it all began with an IBM XT. So um so the the year was nineteen ninety and my my dad gave me a machine that was already uh pretty old because the XD came out in eighty three. But uh he didn't want to really throw it away and he thought I'd get smart by um by by just uh by just having it in my room. And uh I was scared to touch it for a while. It probably took a whole year uh for me to to even want to do anything with it. Uh but uh my dad gave me some games and one game that I remember fondly is uh is called uh Eagle's Nest. So I remember Eagle's Nest, um Running on my, uh, IBM XT. Um, it was, uh, that's, uh, that had the, um, 8088 processor. So that was, uh, four megahertz with uh, 128 kilobytes of RAM. And, uh, but I, I didn't care. It ran, it ran, uh, Eagle's Nest and that's all I cared about. Uh, Eagle's Nest and then, um, and Alley Cat and, and F19. That's right. F19. So those were my three, uh, the three games that I played all the time. And I thought, okay, my IBM XT, is probably better than my Nintendo. I wasn't sure at that point, but uh, but yeah, that was that was my first machine. Um, I, I don't know. I've upgraded a lot since then. I don't know hey, where do you want me to go after that one, Chris.
1: I mean, <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess go through. Uh, you've had a lot more. Maybe go through two yeah. or three more.
0: Yeah. Well. Um. So I. 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 I didn't. I, like Erica said, I didn't really. You know, fall in love with with computers or anything like that during that time. Uh, XD was pretty simple. I couldn't really do a whole lot with it. Uh, Eagles Nest was fun, but uh, but still, um, it was when I got. Well, no, I upgraded. Uh, my my dad upgraded. He always did all the upgrades, and I would get all the hand me downs. So uh, I got a a 286 12 megahertz, four megabytes of RAM, uh, and that was okay. But I was able to play VGA games because it had a, it had a VGA card and it, uh, and I was playing Star Trek 25th anniversary. Um, nice. on, that, on that 286. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sexy. <laughs> yes, yes. It was a fantastic game. Uh, point and click. Um, I think at some point I got stuck and I needed the hint book. But uh and this was back then when when you didn't go on the Internet, you went to the store like uh, like Babbage's or EB Games or whatever and actually bought the hint book um, to, to to finish it. Uh, I didn't actually get into computers until the third machine I got. And my my grandmother actually bought it for me uh, at a place in Texas, which I always mispronounce. So I might mispronounce it again. Uh, so I think it's called Liuskis. Or Lewiski's or I have no idea. But uh um I don't even think they're around anymore. They had a brand called Magictronic. And so my grandmother brought me a Magictronic computer. It had a an Intel forty six SX processor uh that was uh thirty three megahertz and eight megabytes of RAM. And I that's when I really started liking computers. That's when that's when I learned uh uh, well, mostly DOS at the time. I actually hated Windows. I thought, because see, most of my, uh, most of my, um, uh, I guess my, my computing was done through games. So, I learned how to install games. I learned how to set up the sound card and everything. I learned how to, hell, I even learned how to install DOS because of games. You know, I would crash my system and, I don't know, a virus would get uploaded to it and, uh, Uploaded right, like the internet was there. Uh, I would somehow get a virus on the machine. Um, I learned how to copy disks and all all that stuff, uh, all on my own. But it all centered around games. So uh, the 486 SS, SX was the one that uh, really. I, I want to say that, that 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 was the machine that I that I that I really started to love computers, and I knew that I wanted to do uh, that. I wanted to have a career in computers. Uh, even back then, I, I knew that whatever it is that I was going to do in life had to do with computers. So the 486 SX was a really big thing for me. Um, uh, Windows Windows uh, 3.1 had a bunch of crappy games. I remember uh, Ski Free was uh, I hated it. Minesweeper was okay. <laughs> Solitaire, you know, those were the games that I that I saw for Windows back then. And then in DOS, I'm over here playing uh, was it Wolfenstein 3D and Catacombs and uh, Commander Keen. So forget it. DOS was DOS was it. Windows sucked. So nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I've I've had a bunch of other computers since then. But uh, where do you want to go from here, Chris? <laughs> so
1: we're up to the point where um, uh, you and Erica fell in love. So uh, uh, with computing, not with each other, with computing. Uh so I'll hey. talk up to <laughs> that point myself. Um you actually got an earlier start than I did, Euro. My first computer was a I got my first computer in 1993. I think it came from Montgomery Ward. I think they used to sell computers. That or Sears was a 1993 Packard Bell 486 DX2 66 megahertz. One of the pizza box desktops with four megabytes of RAM, and a 120 megabyte hard drive.
0: Did the monitor have the speakers on the side?
1: It did have the speakers.
0: Yes, yes.
1: And it came running Windows 3.11. And really, my first experience to computing was with Windows 3.11. And honestly, I was curious and in love with computing immediately. I I was amazed that we were going to have a, a cd-rom drive i i thought i was living in the future i loved ski free <laughs> i was terrified of that of that uh the... stick drawn abominable snow monster i never knew back then that hitting f would make me speed up and and get away from him so for me he spelled a certain doom <laughs> um, but i think that my all-time favorite game on that machine was mega race and that was a futuristic racing game. Uh, had a video intro with this smarmy um, asshole of a guy called Lance, Lance Boyle, Boyle. English, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who would who would berate you. Or it was it was awesome. And I fell even more in love with computing when my best friend Erica got her IBM Aptiva with an Intel Pentium processor that stomped the loving crap out of my 486, and I was jealous and envious beyond all belief. So, I somewhere in between there, my dad also let me have a 486 that I had in my room, so that was truly my first computer to play around with, uh, the first one that I could tinker around uh, without fear of messing things up, and that's what really got me into Uh, wanting to play and tinker and modify and do things with. So what about you, Erica? You left off on uh, your Aptiva, which I'm still jealous of, by the way. Uh, And you were talking (laughs) about um, you started getting onto the Internet and into uh, Gopher. So where did your computing journey take you from there?
2: Well, I was really curious about... um, Uh, like the web and uh you know to me it's like uh people who made websites uh back then it was like uh, people would try to make their websites look like interfaces and um i remember uh my first uh, website was (laughs) believe it or not i actually got kicked off of all for violating their terms of service because i was cursing (laughs) in some christian chat room or something (laughs) and uh So, uh, then, uh, we, uh, got a different internet service provider. Uh, it was a local internet service provider, uh, by, uh, the name of, uh, Praxis Information Group, which is now known today as Mid-Florida Internet. Um, but, uh, I, I, uh, got on and I made the site called, uh, AOL Sucks or, uh, something like that. Like, uh, I forget the exact name of it. And I tried to reduplicate, like, make my own version of AOL through a website (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I had like all the icons and everything. And I did this all with AOL software called AOL Press. That was my very, very first website. And then I decided to make a website de- dedicated to Chris. Uh so I made him like this uh collective soul Chris's fan page. <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh from there, like I started tinkering more uh, around with it. And the Nintendo 64 came out around this time, and I became a very big fan, and I decided to create a uh website called N643D. And uh I started to get this nice following. It just had reviews, cheat codes. Um, uh, everything. And there was this, these other N64 websites. And I'm a very competitive person by nature. And I'm like, no, I've got to have the best, absolutely the best, as our president would say, <laughs> uh, Nintendo 64 website out there. And uh, I was competing with IGN when IGN was nobody. Their site was just as big as my, mi- uh, as big as mine at the time. And, uh, wow, I should have stayed doing what I was doing. <laughs> <But> anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, I uh that's how I got into web design. Um was just uh pretty much just tinkering around and just being curious and um just uh interacting with other people and loving that interaction, people emailing me, asking me questions, telling me how great my website is. That was really really freaking cool. So, uh, <laughs> I'll leave, uh leave you guys off for the next part of this, but uh that was uh, my big venture into becoming a graphic designer and the artist who I am today.
0: Erica, did you ever use uh, GeoCities?
2: <laughs> uh GeoCities was a big thing, and there was yeah. also Angel Fire and Tripod. Yes, yes. Those were like those were like the big three but no, I never actually did use GeoCities. Um I, uh, a Praxis Information Group, they uh allowed you to have um they allowed you to have like this website um uh like allocation for your username. My actual username was N64. That was like my username to log into my 56k service. Or I think at the time it was like 34.4k, what I, I don't remember. Uh 32.8 or I, I forget the exact number. But um yeah I was creating my website through there. And then eventually I got my own hosting and uh I got my own domain. And back then to buy a domain uh, my n643d domain costed me $70. Wow. Whoa. n643d.com.
0: <laughs> wow. Does it exist yeah. does it still exist
2: today? And this is when Actually, you were a teenager. I still own it. I still own it. That's great. And I've left it with the last design. I need to go in and like fix it because a lot of the pages are broken. But yes, it still survives till today. Go and to this right is now. when
1: you were a a, a teenager, so $70 yes. that was a chunk of change.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, that, yeah, especially like when I was uh, making $5.75 an hour where the minimum wage was back then. Uh-huh. And that wasn't full time either. That was like after school, you work oh five hours here, five hours there. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a couple of
0: weeks paychecks right there.
1: That's <laughs> dedication.
0: Yeah, yes. I'm in it right now. And uh, <laughs> it, it definitely looks uh, looks uh, retro but, uh but I like it, you know? It's good. I like I the think design. The, la-
2: <laughs> the last design I left off, I think that was in 2000. Uh-huh. That was like when I just left it. Uh, unfortunately, I got I uh, was too busy with college.
1: Sure.
2: And uh, my ambition started to change. I was more interested in starting a web design firm with my buddy, Chris, and being a rock star. Because back then, like web design, there was co- uh, companies like Kyokin, Too Advanced, uh, and these designers were like rock stars. There were celebrities. Uh, Joshua Davis, who was like – the rock star of uh, Macromedia Flash. Yes, notice I called it Macromedia. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we just kind of wanted that rock star status. And uh, I was really, really into it at the time. But uh, I'll save that for our next bit.
0: I, I remember two advanced. Uh, I love their, their graphics on their site. They're amazing.
2: Yeah, that was very, very inspiring. They, uh, those guys really uh, set a footprint yeah. for who I am today as a designer
1: so how about uh, you euro you've uh had your first few computers um, you uh joined the p c gaming master race early on uh, so how did you uh where did it go from there
0: yeah pretty early on um, i uh I was there man i guess i'm not way before the internet or the world wide web but uh but I was there pretty early on uh you know gaming and stuff um after that, actually on the machine that uh, we we upgraded, my dad bought me a chip called the Intel Overdrive. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that.
2: Oh my gosh, I haven't heard that name in ages. Yep. I forgot about those. Yep,
0: so my dad bought me an Intel Overdrive, uh, what is it, of 486DX4100 chip. So I, uh, I put that on my board. Uh, my board had a slot, had a socket for... So my 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 46 sX 33 chip was soldered onto the motherboard, but it had this big area there where uh, where you could put in a, another chip and and so essentially I had two processors but one became disabled when you put in a a, a processor into that into that slot anyway so my dad bought me one of those uh, for a DX4100 and actually I had the option to choose the dx 4100 or a Pentium 83 megahertz. Uh, overdrive. And I was like, well, why would I want 83 megahertz when I can have 100 megahertz for the same price? But yeah, one was a Pentium, you know, 586 and the other one was a 486 and whatever. I was a kid and I didn't know. So I knew more was better. And, uh, so I got the 100 megahertz instead. And, um, and then, uh, let's see. Uh, I, I, we, I was, I was mowing my neighbor's yard to be able to afford the internet. Cuz my parents refused to get the internet. They they said they've watched unsolved mysteries and stuff and that people would go missing cuz they'd use the internet. So uh, they put the internet at that level where if you immediately use it, that's it. You you go missing. So um so I was uh, mowing my neighbor's yard uh and uh and, uh, after, you know, a few weeks or whatever, I was able to afford this, uh, pretty cheap service. Uh, this was back when I lived in Texas called, uh, it's called FlashNet. So, uh, it didn't have any portals or anything like that. All it was was, uh, you just configured your TCP settings in, uh, in Windows, your modem settings, and you just, uh, you know, double click the icon that your shortcut that you would set up. It would dial out to whatever server FlashNet had available uh to log into and uh, and then that's it and then you would start internet explorer uh you would already have internet connection uh so my my browser my first browser was probably ie i want i wanted to say 2.0 but 3.0 is probably it i think 2.0 was too early uh it had the the one with the, with the windows logo that would fly and the clouds would be in the background flying that was the internet explorer that i used before that big Blue E. So, um, yeah, and I, I, uh, I had my, my website too, uh, totally not like Erica's. Mine completely sucked. Uh, I was, I was obsessed. Oh. Yeah, mine was terrible. Mine was on, mine was on GeoCities using their, their, uh, their tools. So, uh, I didn't know anything. So I would just drag and drop stuff. And so I had a bunch of spinning GIFs and, you know. Yes. Uh, yeah. And my website, of course, I was trying to be cool. So I wanted to have the, made for internet explorer logo in the bottom. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, mine was one of those. I had that. I had the counter that you could see how many people had been to your site. And uh so I was I was obsessed with um Wing Commander back then. And uh so I started the Wing Commander cafe and uh and I I had a chat room too, which I totally did not build. All I did was I I took the module from I forgot. I think it was IChat or something. And, uh, and I, I stuck it on my, uh, on my site. I think it was all ran by Java or something. Something, you know, some early version of Java too. Um, yeah, yeah, a bunch of spinning GIFs and uh, a lot of movie quotes and stuff, uh, you know, game quotes and screenshots. So that was my world. Hero. Yeah.
2: Uh, I'm curious, uh, going back to you mowing the lawn, uh, how yeah. much did you pay for internet back then?
0: So uh I think it was something like nine ninety nine a month for Flashnet. Oh. Yeah. Um AOL wow. I think was nineteen ninety nine. And uh well, I was doing mm-hmm. we were doing the hours.
2: Like back then it was uh the hours and my first AOL bill was uh eighty-nine dollars and literally freaked my parents out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know what to say. Yeah. I bet. I bet my my parents would have killed me too. Um yeah. They I I would only use it at night too so so they could use the phone during the day. I remember playing uh I think it was descent with a buddy of mine uh during the day and uh my parents would try to use the phone and they of course would hear that <laughs> sound so they, uh, they, they thought that something was wrong with the phone line. And so they called the phone, uh, the, the phone company and all that stuff. And yeah, so that was, that was interesting. Uh, I never told them that that's wow. what I, uh, that's what I was doing was, uh, playing games online. But, um, yeah, actually, you know what, Erica, that reminds me, uh, and now I'm going all over the place, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> that reminds me of when I was using bulletin boards back then, I would, uh, rack up the uh, phone bill because I didn't know that you had to pay for, for long distance connections so i would just oh. <laughs> yep, wow. i would just i would just dial out to colorado or whatever and there i was so oh, all right getting the latest games and all that on the bulletin boards and i didn't know that my parents had to pay for that until i hear my dad downstairs you know the phone company's ripping us off so
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then you had that uh, horrible sinking feeling in your stomach when you realized what happened
0: yeah, I I figured that that could have been probably me doing that because then my dad's like I don't understand all these calls I you know Colorado I never call there and and yeah I I did yeah so <laughs> Colorado uh, Houston well we lived in Houston um, yeah I don't know everywhere California and all that so yeah yeah that's uh, that was my venture into into the internet uh, so and
1: you never disappeared.
0: Never disappeared. Never disappeared. Still here.
1: You are one of the lucky few. <laughs> so, uh,
0: How about you, Chris?
1: So for me, it was... Uh, just fell in love with computing, 486, DX266. Uh, we actually had the DX4100 upgrade eventually when we upgraded to Windows 95. And uh, there was the extra 4 megabytes of RAM that we got uh for $200 so my sister and I could play the Lion King PC CD-ROM game. Uh well, worth the investment if you ask me. And
0: I had it. It came with a mousepad uh that yes. I I think I still have. It's a uh, it's Mufasa mousepad. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but as far as uh as far as uh moving forward and online services, um I think the first online service we had was Prodigy. And that was very text-based at the time. I didn't really get into that. Uh, And then after that, we had CompuServe. And um, my dad was the one who was playing around with those. But then I remember one of my middle school teachers, or maybe early high school teachers, somewhere in there, uh, she was telling me about uh, how great AOL was and how she she really enjoyed it. And dad wasn't happy with uh, CompuServe at the time. And so I brought that up to him and we went and... Got on that, and that was where I really started getting into um, looking around at online services. I was all over AOL, chatting, finding games. Um, it was really fun back then, and I think that was when they were when they were still charging by the hour, and there were a couple of modem speed upgrades in there. I think we I think we went twenty four hundred, then when we went to fourteen four, that was. A huge night and day difference. I thought, uh, it, it can never get any better than this. I mean, those, those JPEGs slowly loaded so fast. Um, <laughs> after, after that, I think we had mid-Florida internet when back in the age of mom and pop, uh, uh, ISPs. And then the real turning point came when my mom got a job with an RV company, and she's not exactly. Back then, she wasn't very tech savvy, and suddenly she has a job making web pages with this program called Hot Dog, um, which was an early, uh, was early were... web page uh, site creator tool. And she comes home with 21 floppy disk um, that contained a copy of Photoshop 3.0 and once that was installed and i saw what inner bevel could do to a piece of text it blew my little mind <laughs> i thought uh i went from oh oh the computer is a cool toy to i'm a wizard i can do anything <laughs> i can bend worlds <laughs> um and then i um i passed off that copy of photoshop to my good buddy erica which um i'm sure she'll shortly tell us uh what she did with that and where that went to and really between there and when i got my act together is kind of a blur i mean there were there were dos games i remember um i remember getting into heretic was a big turning point that was my first uh quasi-3D game that I really enjoyed. Oh, and I remember uh, being in middle school and installing um, Wolfenstein 3D on the IBM PS2s that we had in our typing lab and I carried that disc with me everywhere. I installed it on every single computer I got my hands on. I was always playing Wolfenstein. Um,
0: (laughs) Did it run well on those machines?
1: Yeah, it did. I mean, you'll have to shrink the screen size a, a little bit, but yeah, mm-hmm. it ran well. Uh, we would use the uh, PC speaker for sound, but uh, back then I thought it was great. So,
0: I, I have a, a short story about Wolfenstein 3D. Um, I, I actually played it so much that... Um, and I played it, I think it was one time it was 8 or 10 hours straight, and um, and then I felt really sick, Um. I I couldn't stop throwing up and everything, and my parents oh. took me to the hospital. They didn't know what was going on. <laughs> yep, and then then I realized that, or not me, the doctor, and then uh, which told my parents and told myself that I apparently am very sensitive to uh, uh, to like motion sickness stuff. So um, I feel your pain. Yeah, yeah. I I can't uh, I can't do Wolfenstein 3D. There's something about the the, the gun not moving. But the floor moving and the ceiling moving—I don't know—but it, it just does something to me where I can't, I can't deal with it. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, that was my first game where I, uh, I, I would throw up because of that. And now I, now I have to take a pill before I, I play anything like that again. Huh? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, same. I'm in the same boat as you.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Doom, Doom was much better. I think it's the way that the the Doom Scrolls. The gun moves side to side. I I don't know if it has to do something with that and the frames per second, but with Doom I never got sick. But Wolfenstein, absolutely. Huh. Anyway, sorry.
1: Yeah. Good story. So aside from that, um, that was really my first exposure to the internet and and inkling of uh, what I wanted to do. That that really got me into uh, playing with making graphics and. Uh, starting to make basic rudimentary websites, but um, kind of stagnated a bit until college time came around. And I'll talk about that um, on the next go around. What about you, Erica?
2: Well, I need to, I feel like I've been talking and being a little bit of a narcissist here. uh, When I was explaining earlier, I need to emphasize how important my best friend Chris Jones is is uh to who I am today and his mom getting that job at that RV company um I never really started uh, to become a content creator and I would have never became a content creator. I think I was interested in either becoming a psychologist or maybe a computer programmer. Um but uh when Chris uh gave me that uh program the first thing he showed me was Inner Bevel of course. And that was through, uh, I think it was Eye Candy. That was the name of the plugin software. Alien Skin, yeah, it was an Alien Skin. And um, oh my god, it blew my mind. And the first thing I did was I took the N64 logo in uh, to Photoshop, and I uh, I did a twirl and I interbeveled it. It looks like absolutely terrible by today's <laughs> standards, but I was like, oh my god, oh my god, amongst mortals. And, uh, yeah, I felt amazing. And, uh, I would, uh, I started, uh, uh, back in those days, uh, uh, the bubble jet printers by Canon, uh, were a huge hit. It's like, oh my God, you could print like photorealism things on like uh, out of your computer. This is amazing. So anytime I had homework, I would go and like create this cool little graphic as a cover page. And then I would put it like on top of my homework and my homework would be kind of half-assed, but, you know, just hoping that the teacher would be like, wow, look at these amazing graphics. This is amazing. I'm not going to pay attention to anything else because this is really cool. It didn't really work, but, uh, I, I, I was kind of proud of my, (laughs) my workmanship there, but, uh, yeah, um, If it wasn't for my best friend here, uh, I'm not sure what I would be doing today. Uh, Thank goodness that his mom got a job at that RV company. But um, moving on, so uh, we both go to college. Uh, Chris uh, ends up going to a local community college uh, in our hometown, and I decided to go to uh, Fort Lauderdale to the Art Institute, uh, which I really wasn't a big fan of. I only did one semester there, and I dropped out. And uh, from there, I went to Full Sail um, in Orlando, Florida. And I think I just j- uh, jumped ahead of myself, and I forgot to tell a critical part. Can we come back to this co- these college days uh, in just a moment? Yeah. So, leaving off here, I forgot uh, that... Remember the uh, Praxis Information Group that turned into Mid-Florida Internet? Yes. Okay. So... Um, I was featured in a newspaper, our local newspaper. I somehow made the front page because I happened to meet Jeb Bush at a restaurant that I was working at. Uh, he was uh, going around and uh, trying to help his brother. Um, he was uh, trying to get donations for his brother, and he came to the Villages, a uh, small community uh, retirement community in Central Florida. And yeah, somehow I'm talking to him. And next thing you know, I become a front page story on our local newspaper. It says, Look out, Bill Gates, web weaver. Um, And it made me look like a complete rock star. And I felt kind of like, I feel kind of dumb looking at it now because I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally did not live up to those expectations. But oh well, (laughs) at least I'm comfortable and happy. Um, So that company, the internet company that uh, I was using, uh, they decided to hire me as a web designer. Now, keep in mind, I'm an arrogant, stupid kid who painted my car purple, put uh two twelves in the back of it. I'm just completely obnoxious. I have no fashion sense whatsoever. <laughs> and, oh, I was just on the front page of a newspaper, so completely egotistical, arrogant, and uh I, I wish I can go back in time and just slap the crap out of myself, but uh, I will just deal with it. Anyways, I started working for this company, and... um you know, I tell him. I, I told them like, oh yeah, I use AOL press and they laughed at me. It's like, wow, you don't use that or we will slap the crap out of you. And, uh, my file organization, file management was terrible. I was like throwing everything from a website. Like I put everything in a root directory. There was no subfolders <laughs> or anything. <laughs> it was like god awful design. And even in Photoshop, there was like no organization. I was like naming my files like, uh, Uh, graphic one, graphic two, graphic three. And I didn't know that you could save PSDs, like layered files. Every time I created a graphic, I would always save it. uh, I would flatten the image. And then uh, export it as a JPEG. But I wouldn't have the saved PSD. I didn't know any better because I kind of just gorilla taught myself Photoshop. I never had any training or anything like that. So I had this opportunity to be in my, uh, this office environment. And thank goodness because I was surrounded by like all these smart IT people who've been in the industry for years and years and years. And they probably laugh at our experience Cause they're like, oh, oh, well, you know, the first computer I had, I had to punch a punch card, and you know, just like I had to, I had to create electricity, and <laughs> I had to create fire. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that, that's a pretty hardcore dude. But anyways, these guys mentored me and taught me a lot, uh, and uh, thank goodness for that because uh, that that laid the uh, a lot of the groundwork and foundation uh, for. Uh, the designer that I would become—God God, forbid—I never had like the organization skills and learned like how to actually build a website. I didn't even know what program, um, like what server-side scripts were and what, how JavaScript worked. And they taught me, and they uh, mentored me, and they kept on like molding me. And I worked there in high school. I was working in high school. I went from minimum wage to earning ten dollars an hour. I was balling. That was how I was able to paint my car purple and afford my two twelves in the back, and like completely be this very, very obnoxious high school kid. But eventually, of course, we went to college, and uh, I want to bring Chris back into the mix. Like Chris and myself, we were always trying to do something. We we at one point uh watched Pirates of Silicon Valley. Yes. Uh that special at TNT. Yes. Oh my God, dude. I, I was so movie. freaking motivated. I was Me like, dude, oh my God. Yes. Uh, this is us. I'm like sitting here looking at Chris. I'm like, dude, this is us. This is our time. This is our moment. We're going we're the next Steve Jobs <laughs> and Bill Gates. We're gonna build a company. And we came out with this idea to build this operating system called wisdom. Both of us had no idea how to program. Like How we don't even know how operating systems work, so we just talked about it. We kept on talking about it, but every time we did these meetings, like we would do uh, this thing net meeting with uh, these little Intel webcams, which were terrible at the time, (laughs) and we'd talk about these ideas like, Yeah, dude, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, and we just never got around to it. We just kept on goofing off and doing every other things. And uh, then uh, later on, when, uh, when I was at Full Sail uh, we started playing around with different operating systems. Uh, this was, uh, I was playing around with Mandrake Linux and I should Chris, and this was his first time doing it. That was a surprise. Like, uh, he, he played around with it and said, Oh man, it's really cool. And the interface was really cool. And I had no idea at that time that, uh, you know, this would be the rest of his career and this would be his love and his passion. Hopefully it still is. And <laughs> I'm not, uh, gonna have to stick with my foot in my mouth later on. But, uh, yeah, we used to do all these things. We used to do these things called boot camps where we would stay up for like three nights in a row, trying to learn like macromedia flash and become these rock star web designers or these so much ro- the next pirates. Of so yeah, we were just like. Oh, eating this stuff up. We were so, so excited. It was so much energy at that time. I kind of miss it. It seems like uh, the older I get, the more dull, less energy, and the more settled I want to become. But, man, the energy we had back then was absolutely amazing. And I'm going to cut myself off right there because I've been talking for a while. So, Euro, how about you? Um,
0: all right. Well, uh, so Pirates of Silicon Valley also motivated me uh, a ton. Uh, I wanted to also make my own OS, uh but i i didn't really have anybody to uh to to talk to about it because uh during that time that they played that movie we had just moved from from texas to to florida and i kind of left uh, my friends behind and everything and um i only Aww. had really one friend that was into computers back then and uh and so he moved too he moved to arizona and well the distance thing and everything so um yeah um i kind of i did want to start my own os uh back then uh i think i wanted to call it euros or something you know with an s at the end so like your i don't know but uh, that's anyway, a cool name yeah totally that's awesome didn't, uh, i think it was something like i wanted to have the o the core os would be would be the back end that would that would just kind of do all the uh input outputs and everything but the the GUI was completely customizable by anybody who knew Flash, because I thought Flash was the future back then. So the the GUI would be a separate component from the OS. So that's the way I had envisioned it. And so the 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 back end was going to be called Core or Euro Euro OS Core or something. I don't know. I remember, I remember you but, talking
1: about
2: this.
0: Yeah, it was it was the Core OS was the back the the kernel, you know, and uh, and then the front end. I forgot what uh, what that was going to be called. But, uh, but yeah, that was, uh, that was my idea back in the day. And, well, I didn't really know anybody that would code, would be able to code. And, uh, I didn't know how to code anything but in basic. So actually, Visual Basic at the time. So, um, and my, my coding was terrible. I was making like word processors or something. And so, yeah, that, uh, that never came to be. Um, that was totally not where I wanted to go. Um <laughs> I wanted to so so uh, I actually after after I found out about the internet and everything uh and then and then uh, um shortly after we moved to we moved to Florida um I met a friend of mine who was uh my friend for a while until he passed uh Greg so um I was uh we met in in chemistry class and uh and I we just happened to be sitting together and he gave me his card. And, you know, what kid in high school in like 10th grade would give you their card, you know? And he had a website and he's like, go to my website. It's a, uh, it's good. It's a, uh, it's, you know, I do movie reviews. So, uh, okay. So I went on to, uh, I think it was a GeoCities website. Uh, so I recognized the GeoCities on there. I'm like, yes, my home. And, uh, and his was called a uh, Movie Rave and he would go and review websites. I mean, I'm sorry, movies. And he would give it, uh I remember instead of being thumbs up, he would give it Zippo's up, like the Zippo lighter. And so, um, <laughs> nice. yeah, yeah, he would, uh, he, and, and I think, uh, the, the, that it would go from one Zippo to five Zippos, five Zippos being the best. And, um, and he would, he would talk about it and, re- and review the movies and everything. And, uh, what amazed me was that his skills were better than mine. I mean I didn't really care much about reviewing movies or anything like that but his website totally looked better than mine and I was like wow this guy knows you know he <laughs> uh, I I am not uh I'm not as talented as he is his website is uh totally better so I uh I proposed to him that I would make his graphics if if he would be like the designer and then we would have uh multiple sections on the site it wouldn't just be movies we would also review um like music uh you know, c d albums and stuff like that so um so from then I started actually learning photoshop uh uh doing the be- bezel thing and all that cool stuff uh I would put shadows on everything and um um I was doing the graphics for for greg's site uh and um and actually this this actually goes into another venture that we did we decided to uh that movie rave was it was cool but you know we we wanted to get into some other stuff so we kind of got into some questionable parts of uh you know internet and uh <clears throat> you know wares and all that stuff uh which we you know hey we were we were kids you know back then we we didn't know so um you were you were borrowing i was borrowing absolutely so, um, we didn't know. We were just some poor kids in, in high school and, uh, had no idea what was going on, but, uh, we definitely liked, uh, Napster. And we thought that, uh, sharing stuff on, on, uh, on just Napster wasn't, wasn't fair because what if you weren't sharing the, the song at the time? Then, uh, then you needed to find it somewhere else. So we decided to also share the song on our site. And, uh, yeah. So, um, we we had that, and we had our forum where people would request songs, and uh, and then people were requesting, uh, kind of, you know, we, it was kind of popular. I mean, it wasn't anything crazy, but you know, it, it was popular enough to where in our high school people knew about it, you know, and, and some people online because you know we were on what Excite and Alta Vista back then. Um, what what is it? Uh, another one that we were on Lycos and and all that Yahoo. Um so so um uh where was i going with this oh yeah so we borrowed one of the one of the software to make a um like a professional looking form this was before php or before uh greg and i got into php and so we were kind of using a form and the form company found out and they sent us a cease and desist letter And so we freaked out and totally took our site down because we thought the men in black were gonna come. And uh and then um I think Greg Greg stayed up all night reading up on something called I think he called it Shitamal, but I think what he meant to say was SHTML. And then late and then later on he was started coding in Python and uh and then he, he built our first form, which was uh which was awesome because we didn't have to, we didn't have to use anybody's, uh, code. And, uh, so, so we had that, we had the form going with the, you know, people doing the requests and everything. And, uh, and then Napster was shut down and we felt like, Oh, okay, well, I guess they're going after people now. And, you know, being two scared kids in high school, we just kind of decided to, maybe we should just do something else. (laughs) So, um, we, uh, We decided to start another site, which was, I kind of wish we had stayed that course because our idea was um, to make an online dating site that you would have to input your school name and you would be matched up with people in your class and everything. So uh, it was a lot like Facebook back then. You had to put in your school name, you had to be affiliated to a school uh you create your profile and everything and we called that site hotcollegedate.com and uh we had the we had the template and everything ready uh we stayed up man i forgot how many nights uh figuring this whole thing out and um and then i don't know i think greg just didn't like it or something and then we were like ah eh, we'd rather just play games <laughs> this will never get <laughs> anywhere you know and then a few years later facebook came out but uh whatever so uh yeah that was uh that was my experience with uh you know in, in this was this was high school um uh, before college cuz cuz actually Chris I met you in in my later college, like my second half of college yeah yeah in my in my four years mhm so yeah i don't know if you if you want me to go into that but um so
1: i guess i'll pick up from here and i can go a little bit into that uh, from my side as well. So... You covered on Napster. That happened. Uh, that was incredible to me. Uh, we would just um, leave our computer just download it, downloading overnight. Um, I think that the computer we had before I got into college was an. Ah, oh, jeez, I forget what it was. I know it, it was a Pentium 2, 233... Um... I forget the exact specs on it. That one didn't really stick I was in my jealous
2: mind. of that machine, by the way.
1: <laughs> it, was, it was a pretty <laughs> awesome machine. Um, I think I got the Packard Bell. I think that was handed down to me. And really, though, that just became ho-hum. Um, Photoshop happened. Got into that. Um, but I wasn't very studious. I wasn't very uh, passionate. You, Erica, really just kind of pulled me along there for a while um gave me something to um to keep striving for because really i wasn't very motivated until i got scared of oh wow I- i'm out of high school now um maybe i should uh get my act together thankfully i started kind of doing that uh, during my senior year and um scraped together a enough of a uh gpa to get into um uh, a community college but, oh no uh, something did happen when I was 16 I made my first website for money and it was for a friend of the family Uh, she is a real estate agent and I made her a um, real estate website and got started with that made my first design uh, showed it to you Erica and you gave me an (laughs) honest critique of it and uh (laughs) like a poor spoiled child um i took it to heart and uh thought you were completely wrong and it was awesome and thought about it ate a piece of humble pie came back to it started over and made something way better uh that um, i still have a copy of and that i'm actually kind of proud of today um but then we went to Mid Internet because she needed a database, and I knew nothing about databases. All I knew was how to do HTML in Dreamweaver and kind of make it work in both Netscape and Internet Explorer. So we went there. They gave us the um, they made an access database that she could put her listings into that she paid fifteen hundred dollars for, and I made the front end for it and and the uh, the the uh, design for it. And then college happened. It was kind of, maybe I want to do music. Maybe I want to keep doing this computer thing. And then you, Erica, at some point said, well, you've, you've got to pick a technology. So I went and I bought a friends of ed, uh flash book, studied it front to back, uh, during my years in, uh, during my first two years of college. And, learned as much as I could about Flash. Before that, you and I did that uh Macromedia Director boot camp and that was uh, so much fun. I still remember doing that. I also remember how fine. terribly tired and exhausted I was, but <laughs> it was still fun. Um so then got into Flash, um and that was the first thing that that really stuck. And then after uh community college went to UCF in Orlando and You, Erica, you always just kind of—you were always a good motivational pull, but I never had a really um, good—I guess you could say—a a a good push. Because a pull, if you stay attached, you 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 can just get kind of dragged along. And I I never—I've never had your passion. So thank you for just keeping me going along, even when I wanted to give up. But to get a push, something to to really get me moving I met this guy in UCF and this guy one day said um, I keep going through single semester friends and we hang out and then the semester ends and then you're not friends anymore and this guy was you Euro and you had that passion that gave me a real Um, push some some form of um self-sustaining motivation uh you were so incredibly into what you were doing uh i i remember you saying my brain is a hard drive it's like the matrix my eyeballs they see ones and zeros um (laughs) you were that 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 always troubled me um as as silly as it is looking back it um it uh gave me that little bit of extra push that I needed to get through college. Uh, You, Erica, uh, showing me Mandrake for the first time, I remember my dad asking, what would would anybody do with a free operating system? Neither of us knowing, uh, yeah, everything's going to be running on it um, in about 10 to 20 years. But I just thought it was fun. Didn't know why. Just, it was fun. (laughs) Free operating system, why not? (laughs) Um, So then... In my junior year of college, uh, I was playing playing around a lot with Flash. I was really into Flash, just eating it up. Um, made this uh, crappy little demo website. Found a company in Orlando called Cloud Space. Um, oh, and part of this was also um, computers that we were using. That was when I got into Apple computers, uh, OS X 10.2 Jaguar. And I became the most annoying, insufferable apple zealot. um <laughs> to this day i am still <laughs> ashamed of it i wouldn't have punched myself <laughs> right in the teeth not to feel them out just to get myself to shut up about how great <laughs> apple was
0: um, and that's that's when i I met believe chris. one time my
1: dad said son i am gonna kick that soapbox out from underneath you
0: <laughs> that, that's when i met chris i i met chris when he, he could have been like a, some sort of mac priest or something yeah (laughs) it it, it was it was that bad (laughs) i I was um, hardcore but he was really hardcore (laughs) yeah yeah
1: probably lost a few friends during that time um thanks you two for sticking with me uh and uh um then uh yeah went into cloud space and from there um something just um relentlessly said, hey, guys, I want a job. Hey, guys, I want a job. Hey, guys, I want a job. Can I have a job? No, hey, guys, hey, guys, hey, guys. Fine, you can have a job. Come and do Flash. Um, Then I learned about how to code better. I learned, here, this is what functions are and stuff like that. Then eventually got into PHP and databases and into a career um, of uh, web development that lasted for eight years. And I'll stop there for now. Wow.
0: Uh whose turn is
2: it?
1: <laughs> I do believe oh, I it is
2: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh Okay, so uh Chris and myself, we end up uh graduating school. I graduate school because I, I just got my associate's degree and Chris uh he gets his bachelor's degree at the time. And uh we eventually become roommates. And uh you know something I have to say about Chris is Chris like was super focused, uh, you know, and uh, he ended up becoming way more talented than I was, uh, and I'd say probably much more talented than I I am today with uh, computers. And uh, it was around this time that I discovered that, okay, I'm obviously a creative. I don't have the mental capacity uh, to become somebody who can learn a programming language. I tried and tried and tried. I can never really uh, understand the ins and outs of ActionScript 1.0, ActionScript 2.0, uh, understanding, uh, j- how JavaScript works or anything. I just didn't have the attention span for it. I would just get bored. And, uh, something I found myself doing was floating around from thing to thing. I was doing, uh, one thing over here. Next thing you know, I was producing music. Uh, learning how like reason works. Another thing I'm doing is I'm getting into, uh, being a DJ. I'm just like all over the place, uh, f- picking up photography. And, uh, I just couldn't stay focused at this time. And that was probably, uh, something that gave me a very hard time. I, uh, when I graduated school, uh, and Chris, uh, he, uh, went, uh, a very disciplined direction. Something I say about Chris is he's probably one of the most disciplined people uh out there when it comes something uh that he's very, very passionate about. And uh I agree. I, I wish yeah, I wish I had that level of discipline even till today. Uh even when he was a young uh twenty two, twenty-one year old, man, just the discipline coming out of him he is amazing. I went through the military for goodness sake, and I still don't have anywhere near the amount of discipline and focus that he has. Uh something I've always been jealous about him. Uh, but eventually uh we yes, we do become a roommate's um uh my college was close to his college, so we uh uh move into this place right off of Goldenrod, Florida in Winter Park. And uh oh man, it was it was uh we had an amazing time. Uh we used to stay up late, uh we used to uh goof off and like just Playing around with our machines. And then we decided, Hey, we should do this like something real together. All right. We're not going to make an operating system. Obviously, I don't have the capability or knowledge. And that's just like really, really intense. But what we can do is we can start like one of these web design companies and be like the next two advanced or the next like Joshua Davis and be like the super mega celebrity. And then we'll be writing books for like friends of Ed. We're going to be like rock stars, dude. And we're going to be charging people like $40,000 for our website. So we came out with this company called Imaginer Studios, and it was actually legit. Like we actually had an LLC for it, and uh, all that cool, uh, all that cool jazz. And uh, one of the problems that we had was, um, well, actually, I'll, I'll talk about the problem later. Uh, we we kept on revising it and revising it and revising it. Eventually, like uh, the final version that we came out with was amazing, and uh, it was a little bit cutting edge. Um, compared to what everybody else was doing we had this uh custom audio mixer that chris programmed himself i came out with the ratio and i came out with like um uh, the i came out with the music for it which was basically you're just holding down like a, ke- a couple of keys on the keyboard and oh you get this cool sounding like wave synth um and uh you know, it, it was really, really uh, pretty neat. We had a really good time doing it. We would always create the next version. I think I was coming out with the next version of Imaginer Studios like every four months. I would just revamp it, coming out with different graphics, uh trying to get better and better and better. And that was kind of like one of my downfalls to not being successful as a freelancer was I was just so focused on having the best looking website as a web design firm that really didn't focus on other clients. And then when we did get clients, uh, you know, I uh, wasn't fast enough because I would sometimes put our magic studios ahead of their needs. And that's, that was like a big no, no, when it comes to uh web design and uh, you know, we did get some uh, pretty bad clients as well. And uh, it was during this time, like I, I, I started losing my passion for web design Um. And, uh, I just, uh, all of a sudden like ActionScript 2.0 comes out and everything's just completely different. Flash is completely different and the standards are starting to rapidly change. And, oh man, I just, I I just couldn't stand it. Now, Chris, on the other hand, he was learning server-side scripting and JavaScript, stuff that was not changing. But on my end, uh, as a uh, interface uh, designer, everything was changing and it was just driving me crazy. And, um, it got to the point where I couldn't hold a job because I was a little bit arrogant and egotistical. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I couldn't keep up. I just couldn't keep up. And that was uh, one of the reasons why I joined the military was, uh, I just, uh, yeah, I couldn't have any focus. And I wanted to get my, I wanted to get this focus that Chris had. I wanted to be more disciplined like Chris uh I wanted to be uh a much better designer. I wanted to be this rock star, but uh, it seems like around this time like uh I just could not get a hold of myself so in the military, uh I started picking up photography a lot more and taking a lot more photographs and uh from this point on, um I get very very passionate about uh just being a graphic designer. screw the web. I'm not doing any more of that coding anymore. I'm going to just be a graphic designer. I'm going to do compositing. I'm going to do photography. I'm going to do uh cool little multimedia projects here and there. And that's kind of what uh, stuck with me. That's what I'm still doing till today is uh you know, a lot of photography, compositing, uh creating uh what they call Photoshop manipulations where you shoot a model, you match the lighting, you create a background with like 50 different objects. And that's what I kind of stuck with. But I think like a lot of the uh hard sh- hardships i had and chris used to get on to me all the time about this too and i wish i was a little bit more humble back then A lot of the hardships i had uh helped me find my path and chris was one of those people who helped uh keep me on track but anyways i'm going to stop myself right there and let euro continue on with his story
0: uh well um huh uh i guess i i i guess that uh, this is this is the point i i i suppose when when i meet when I meet you, Chris, and, um, cause, cause I went to, I went to college and my buddy Greg was in high school. Um, but, but, you know, we, we still talked and everything. And then he went to, my buddy Greg went to UCF. I stayed in my community college and then, and then once I graduated from there and, and during that time I was just playing games and, uh, coming up with different ideas, uh, on our website, uh, um like I told you about the hot college date and all that stuff and um uh you know after that died we didn't really have anything else going on just uh playing games and that was that was mostly it. uh I was really into hardware at that time so I was constantly upgrading my machine and um and I was joining uh, all these forums online that would talk about uh hardware and all that stuff so um so during that time and not a whole lot happened as far as uh as far as any progress in, in computers uh is concerned until i went to uh, went to u c f where greg was and uh and then we met we met a guy that was starting a website called u c f life and uh he said he needed some help and it was basically some some sort of uh, it, it was like a website for for people to, to go to, to see what events are going on around UCF, uh, see what the, the students were up to and everything. And he had some, apparently some sponsorship from, from the university itself. So we're like, okay, cool. So it's, this, this could be somewhere where, you know, we, we could do this, you know, we can help this guy out and, and he was willing to pay us and everything. So we were like, awesome. This is great. So, you know, we, we ultimately, they, we dropped that whole hot college date thing and, uh, and, uh, and then we started working on UCF life. Uh, but then, um, I, I think the, I don't remember too well what happened, but he, uh, the guy became, uh, he, he, he kind of lost focus on that and then he started doing other stuff. So that made us kind of lose hope on the site. So we stopped, uh, working on UCF life and, uh, just started working on our own projects and stuff. Um, until, uh, well, until one of my classes, uh, I saw this guy over there working on a, a white laptop and I was like, what is this? It's, <laughs> it looked like a toy to me until I actually looked over uh, my shoulder and I see Chris and well, it, you know, okay. So the guy using the white laptop, of course was Chris. Uh, and he had like a Rolodex going on uh, with a bunch of people's numbers and contact information and stuff. And he was just spinning it around and stuff. And uh, I didn't really know what it was from, from, from over the shoulder, but I thought it looked really cool. Um, so, uh, and I wanted to ask him about this goofy-looking white laptop anyway, because it looked like a toy to me, and that's where I met, that's when I met Chris, and, uh, Chris all Mac, Zealot, Steve Jobs, Priest, uh, and I, I completely, completely, um, wanted, wanted to have a, I wanted to have a Mac. That was the best thing ever. I... I didn't care what, you know, Chris, you had sold me on the Mac so well that I went ahead and I got rid of, uh, not my not my main machine, but I got rid of uh, several other machines I got at home. I had at home at the time. It was like an AMD Duron and stuff like that. I had a bunch of other uh, computers sitting around, sold everything um, to, to get a, a G3, just like what you had, a G3, I think it was like an iBook G3 500 or something like that. Uh, cause you had completely sold me on the idea that, uh, Apple was the, the best thing ever. And so, um, actually at the time I didn't even know what an air, uh, what was it? Airport? Yeah. Airport, airport card. Uh, I didn't know what that was. And apparently UCF was given, had, had the, uh, you could, you could connect to their Wi-Fi but I didn't know what that was during that time. I was connecting, uh, via ethernet. So, uh, via the wire and, and Chris is like, no, I'm already online. And, uh, check this out. This is called the airport and you know, the Mac has it. And I'm thinking Mac is the only computer that the Apple is the only computer that had it. There's nothing else that, that has it. So yeah, that was, uh, that was really neat. Um, that was you know, what, what
1: Apple I, wanted you to think.
0: Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, no, Chris, Chris, uh, that's when I, that's when I met you. And, uh, and, uh, from, from that point, Fourth, um, I've uh, same same as you, Erica. I've never been able to be as focused as you, Chris. Like you, you've always it's it's almost like, and I've described this to people before. You know, even now, like uh, I tell people, yeah, I have this buddy, and whatever you think that I know, you know, whatever you think that uh, that I know about computers, I I know somebody else that knows way more than I do. And uh and so I've always described you as uh as like a Yoda. So always to this day I, I still do. So um yeah that was uh and I absolutely agree with that whole semester friend thing. Uh uh I thought uh I definitely thought you were going to be one of those semester friends where we hung out you know one semester maybe two if that and then that was it. Uh, you're my I, only
1: friend you're my only friend from college now uh, uh because of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, same here. I don't know. Um, I, I knew some other people through, through Greg, but then, um, you know, that whole thing happened. And, uh, and so then I, I kind of lost contact with everybody, um, except through Facebook and whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, no, not, not you, Chris. Uh, we, we definitely, um uh, we, we had that, that, that one moment where we, you know, we, we knew, we knew of each other, but we, we weren't really talking a whole lot. And I'm, I'm definitely glad that, uh, I, I don't know if it was just retro computing or something like that, but something that that uh, kind of brought us back together, and then we decided to do this podcast and everything, and uh, it's just been fun ever since. But uh, but well, I, I'm, uh, I'm glad
1: you you needed space for a while. You had a rough time. You disappeared yeah. to Russia. You yeah. came back with um, your lovely wife, uh, Katya. Yeah. Um, you know, people people need their space once in a while.
0: Yeah, but, uh, but I'm, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad we're doing this again and, uh, it's, it's, it's really fun. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, it's, uh, a- and actually, Erica, for me, I saw your website a long time ago in Imagineer Studios and I was like, whoa, I, <laughs> I, I am not, I am not worthy, you know, I'm not, <laughs> 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 when I saw your graphics and everything, uh I was looking at our stuff and uh, we had a lot of technical stuff uh, going on in the background but our our front end completely didn't look anything like what you had your stuff reminded me of like too advanced something that was really far out there and I was I was just like whoa yeah it, to me that stuff was just just inspiring so uh, yeah
1: so um you were in we were talking about uh Yes, you being in college um and I think you were starting to lead into how you got to the uh career path that you're on today.
0: Yeah, um so uh I started working at a uh I started working as a teacher um like a teacher I was teaching Photoshop actually at the time, Photoshop and Illustrator. Uh, right. Uh, actually I graduated, uh, from UCF and then I became a teacher. Um, I, w- I did that for a little while. And, um, uh, Chris, I'll never forget when you told me that, uh, it was the whole, uh, people, people that can't, uh, they teach something like that. I forgot how the, how the whole thing went, but it was people that don't do teach or something. And I was like, I quit. <laughs> so, uh, I, I I quit being a teacher after I think it was three months or something like that that I was doing it. I realized that uh, that I wasn't really getting anywhere. I didn't really want to do it. It wasn't I'm, I wasn't into it and so I quit and uh, I was looking for a job for uh, a little while. I mean, uh, a guy stri- right out of college with barely any experience, uh, it wasn't that easy to to find uh, the job that I wanted but i did find a job um working as a um, like as a as a designer as a magazine designer uh f- for orange county and uh i was uh taking pictures of all their housing projects and everything and putting it all together in indesign and and creating that that uh publication for them uh i did that for a while that was fun it taught me a lot about photography and uh design and all that stuff I got to use some of those Photoshop skills and everything and then I felt like wow I'm actually doing uh, I'm not just teaching. So uh, I did have to take a pay cut though to do that. Um you know, but it was a, it was a lot more fun and I didn't really owe anything to anybody. Uh, I think I was even living at my parents' hu- yeah, I was living at my parents' house at the time so I didn't really owe anything. I was just making money. Um and then I started uh um then then I just decided that um that I wanted to go back to my hardware my hardware days. So I got a job as uh, tech support um for one company and then I went to another company doing tech support and ulti- ultimately I moved down to uh Fort Lauderdale uh doing tech support and that's kind of what brought me down here was uh just just doing tech support and uh doing you know going from job to job um you know wh- people that would uh I would see the prospect of oh okay I'm getting paid more and I have a career path so I'll go there and so that's kind of what led me led me here even though I've kind of shifted from tech support uh that's that's what brought me to where I am uh today
1: that's quite a jump to go from um dealing with users to um to specializing solely in in Splunk
0: yeah, yeah. Um I didn't uh after so many years of dealing with users and uh user issues and um you know hardware and everything. Actually the the I, from from the job that I switched to to other jobs that I would switch, I would always get closer and closer to enterprise. And so until where I work now, which is purely enterprise, I had to deal with uh you know Dell enterprise solutions, HP enterprise and things like that where I wasn't just working on just laptops and whatnot. I was actually working on on servers, on uh, you know, on telephony, you know, Avaya systems and everything. So that I gradually shifted over from from just doing user end stuff to more server centric uh, things, and uh, and not having to um, be directly customer facing. So that led to that, which then led me to completely move out of the that customer sphere and move into just uh you know like actually monitoring the server side and uh and then from monitoring that then i started to work on logging all of that data and uh and and then doing stuff with all of that data being being uh spewed out by these huge servers so so servers Everything logs, right? So, um, so we they didn't know what to do with this. Uh, they had a data, they had a repository, and uh, they didn't know what to do with all this data. And that's where I saw the opportunity, um, the Splunk opportunity. Uh, they needed a Splunk admin. Nobody knew it, and I just stepped up and said, "Hey, I have bandwidth at work. Um, I, I'm, I don't want to just continue monitoring stuff. I actually want to do stuff with the data being monitored." And they gave me the opportunity, and they said, "Okay." uh learn it uh you know we'll pay for it and uh and just have fun and i did and now i'm their lead admin uh in 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 that in in Splunk so uh and now everybody because of the jump to the cloud everybody wants to log all their data um in Splunk so and now we have Splunk Cloud and uh and it's been great so no that's no really cool
1: thanks um I guess I'll pick up from here and I guess this is the final final leg of my tail. So was a web developer for eight years, went Flash, PHP, got out of doing Flash because ActionScript 3 happened and I didn't feel like learning how to do the exact same thing in a completely different way. Uh, so then went to PHP and had a few jobs doing that and was passionate with that for a while and then Uh, Ruby came out, and I didn't feel like learning how to do the exact same thing in yet a different way. Uh, But that whole um, seed that you planted, Erica, uh, by giving me that uh, Mandrake Linux disk, I was always playing with Linux after that, um, going from Mandrake to Red Hat to OpenSUSE to many others. And even when I had my Mac, I was always playing with x 11 on OSX and playing with all the Linux desktops before I finally switched to a Linux machine full-time and got a job where uh, they were just a tiny company and uh, they wanted just an in-house web developer that turned into an in-house IT guy, which I, I kind of enjoyed doing IT there for a while and also I had to set up their server and maintain their server and of course I did all that on um, on Linux and after that, um, I went pretty much whole hog, um, Linux admin, and then a bit after that, I somehow got into doing commercial IT uh, and quickly, quickly burned out of that. Um, and then managed to go full-time as a uh, Linux systems administrator, and uh have now yet a, uh, another hobby that uh, money is well well on its way to uh, ruining and wanting me to, I guess one day get out of. So now I'm finding new passions, which it seems like my passion lately is uh, not employable, and that's probably a good thing. Uh, right now, my passion is uh, retro hardware and doing this podcast. Um, and that's where I'm currently having the most fun right now, but I'm still always maintaining my own lab at home i can't imagine life without my own home server running my own self-hosted services so the passion is still there um in some form but it's definitely not as uh laser focused as it once was um and that's where i'm at today how about you erica
2: yeah you know it's um Gosh, passion is just a, it's an interesting thing. Like once you turn, uh, once you go into your thirties, it's uh really interesting how your energy and drive changes. Uh, I I would say that I still play around with different hobbies. Um, definitely nostalgia, uh, that, oh my goodness. I love talking about nostalgic things like my childhood, which Chris is of course, like, uh, if you guys don't know, Chris is like my brother, um, most of the nostalgia that I think of, of my childhood involves Chris. And um doing uh doing things like this, talking about uh uh old hardware, uh talking about like uh old games that we used to play. Um that's uh that's definitely uh, uh that's definitely something that always uh uh as uh one of my mentors would say, makes my ducky quack. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Was that but Mr. Modelino? Uh, no, actually it was this crazy photographer guy who taught me a lot about photojournalism in the military. His name is Chip Morey. Uh he also says uh, uh give it as freely as it's been given to you talking about knowledge, of course. And uh, that's uh one of my mottos I live by. Uh something I didn't mention was before um after I left the military, uh I went back to school. I got my bachelor's degree because I was really jealous of Chris having his bachelor's degree and seeing how awesome he was doing. So, I'm like, I got to get my bachelor's degree. I got to catch up with my best friend because, you know, he's kicking my ass here. And I was like, okay, uh, while I'm at it, I might as well get my master's degree. <laughs> <laughs> so, I got, I ended up getting my master's degree. And uh, fortunately, this time, like once I uh, got out of school, I was actually a 4.0 student. That's unlike, great. unlike, uh, when I was in high school and when I went through school the first time, just completely undisciplined. And I could thank the military and my mentors, uh, for that. And also, of course, age and wisdom. Uh, and uh, after that, uh, I ended up uh, teaching like Euro. Uh, I was teaching in the New Media Journalism and Public Relations Program at Full Sail for their master's degree. They started a master's degree, and I was the only person who had the master's degree who actually had multimedia journalism and public relations experience. And from there, I learned how to deal with people, how to teach, how to uh, prepare courses, how to do podcasts, how to talk into a microphone, <laughs> um, <laughs> how to... Hold good energy while you're having it. But, um, something happened. My cousin, she graduated from medical school in Columbia. I decided to bring her up, uh, to, uh, America. It's her first time in America. And we decided to fly to New York to visit another cousin. This is my first time in New York. I was 30 years old. And oh my God, the energy of the city. It was amazing the way people dressed, the way people walked, the people that I talked to, everybody knew their job so insanely well. Everybody who is here is like not a slacker. They are working nine, 10 hours a day. They're coming home. They're doing like uh, studying. you got to be the best of the best to survive. And that just motivated me. Also, the movie Hackers and Ghostbusters also (laughs) motivated me to move to the city as well. Uh, so, uh, among many other things, but, uh, I ended up, uh, coming to the same, uh, philosophy that Euro did, uh, those who do do, and those who don't teach. So I think those are the exact words. Uh, so yeah, I'm like, man, I've got to get back into the industry. I've got to, I can teach like when I'm 50. That's cool that when I'm done with everything and I actually have a legacy that I can look back on and I'm proud and, uh, I can, you know, if I have kids, I could tell them proudly about like the uh, what I did for work. But you know, teaching uh, for the rest of my life, I just couldn't see myself doing it. I'm a content creator. I want to move people. I want to put a dent in the universe, as uh, Steve Jobs would say. You know, I want to look back on my life um, and do something good for humanity. I think uh, there's a great quote I just posted on Facebook the other day. It's like, be ashamed to die until you score a win for humanity. Now it's by Horace Mann. And uh I think Neil deGrasse Tyson was the one who said that and that's where I learned it from. But uh I know I'm going off on a tangent here. Forgive me, guys. Uh anyways, uh once I once I left I, I moved here to New York. I was struggling for a while. Um uh but I knew something good was going to happen. I saved up a lot of money. I was freelancing, started working for the NFL, started working for Macy's. And one thing led to another, one thing led to another. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, I'm uh, traveling. I'm on TV shows now. I'm on two reality shows uh, doing photography. I'm working with, like, tons of celebrities. I'm traveling all over the United States, uh, all over the world. I've been to Paris. I'm going to Mexico in two weeks. I own a Hasselblad uh, H5D, the envy of cameras for all photographers. And, uh, I'm just, uh, doing some really cool stuff. I mean, uh, you know, there's a, there's stuff that I wish I could be doing a little bit more of, but, uh, I found my art. I found my niche. I found my passion. I'm really good at it. Uh, I'm great with people, and uh, I couldn't see myself doing anything else. Hobby-wise, yes, I could see myself doing other hobbies like rollerblading, so I could be cool like the guys and hackers. But <laughs> <laughs> other than that, That's my cool. life is my life is pretty awesome right now. I, c- I can't complain. Things are good. That's great. happy for you, buddy. Well, thanks. It's because of my good friend Chris. You're I wish I had the pl- privilege to hang out with you more. I, I did have some pretty good memories with you, and I, I remember the first time I met you. And I went over to your house, that beautiful brick house. Oh yeah. And I yeah. went into your room. Yeah. And you had like I think you had a uh, G three tower there. Yeah. Like yep. The, I remember. Yeah. G four. Yes. Quicksilver. Uh, yeah, G four tower. forgive me. And, uh, yeah, I just remember, like, you doing all these cool things. I'm like, oh, man, I want to be, like, you <laughs> And I remember talking to you through Facebook. Uh, yeah. And uh, you're telling me, like, uh, uh, one of your jobs, you're like, oh, yeah, I, I, I just do tech, technical support and I read Wikipedia all day. I love my job. I'm like, dude, that sounds awesome. I want to read Wikipedia all day.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: And you seem really happy. Uh, I feel kind of bad because we had that long disconnect as well. Uh, but... You know, I can see, I can see that why you and Chris are really, really great friends. You guys have a lot in common. You actually have more in common with Chris than me and Chris. I think like Chris is the ying and I'm the yang. We're like <laughs> so completely different, but uh, man, our friendship
0: is like tighter than
2: uh, tighter than
0: cement. <laughs> well, uh, I'm glad that uh, that this uh, that this podcast uh, has been able to get us all to come together again and uh absolutely erica i i totally wish that uh we had we had all hung out more often together um uh to me i i had always uh you know like in in your graphic realm and everything i had always put you up on this pedestal and that was like oh. it was almost like your graphics and stuff were like untouchable you know so so yeah oh, but, no. but, uh, <laughs> That's sweet uh <of> you. <laughs> but i definitely uh I'm glad we're doing this now. You know, uh, yeah, it's never too late. So uh, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we're we're able to to do this and, and share these experiences and, and whatnot. And, and I mean, I, I definitely would like to do this more often uh, with all three of us. So that would be great.
1: That will almost, yeah, that would be
0: fantastic. That yeah. most certainly
1: happen. This has been a load of fun. Um, my face is sore from how much you two have had me smiling tonight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's awesome. Uh, but, but yeah, absolutely. I, I think, um, I, I think we should, we should do this more often together. Uh, that, that was fun, you know? Uh, and, and you know what? I mean, uh, who cares if we're in, if we're in different, uh, uh, I, I guess different, um, what is it? Different realms of, uh, computing and, and doing different things. Uh, we can, we, we can always find something to, to, uh, for us all to, to talk about together. So.
1: There's overlap yeah. and they're all complementary, It works yeah. out.
0: Eric, I hadn't talked to you in a in a long time, and the first time that I that I when I saw your post about building that badass machine that you built, I was like, Oh I have to say something. Yeah. She's still a nerd. Yeah. <laughs>
2: After all these years,
0: she held on. Yeah, yeah. So cool.
2: I
1: think that's uh I think that's the conclusion of our tale so far. Uh what do you think, Yero? Is um is uh that's the end of this podcast.
0: Yeah, uh that's uh that's where we're at now. That's uh we'll see where, where life takes us. Um I I think uh, I think I think we're going to continue growing and uh continue continue doing more things. So uh so I'm excited to do another one of these in a in a couple of years, you know. So to see where, fun. where we're at. Yeah. Yeah, we um, should do this every yeah. once in a while to see where we're at in life what so. about you
1: erica is there anything else you what about you erica is there anything else that you want to add
2: well i was wanting to share a story about how back in the my days we used to put an onion on our belt but i'll share that for another time a whole simpsons joke for you guys
0: <laughs> 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 uh,
2: but uh, yeah yeah this is uh, this has been great uh, i uh I think my story's been told in a nutshell, the story of our friendship uh, as well, and I think it'll be kind of nice to reflect and listen to this maybe 30 years down the road. I think so.
1: Well, then, uh, that concludes um, Episode 7 of the Fork Bomb Podcast. Um, Thank you, Euro. Thank you especially very much, Erica. Um, This has been incredibly fun.
0: Yeah, thank you, Erica. Absolutely. Uh thank
2: you guys for having me. It was uh definitely an honor and uh definitely a lot of fun. Good night, everybody One, two, three, four and then I would like put my hands on my hip like you know I had a fucking cape behind me. <laughs>